I hate the word dripping. <laughs> it's not a good one. Um, no. You know when you put, you know when you put too much butter on a bagel and then it's it like it doesn't just sort so sort up the bagel. It does just sort up the butter. <laughs> you know when you put too much butter on a bagel and you just sorks it up. Sork up the butter. Long ago in a distant land. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. We are here with Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And this is your favorite podcast. It's the adult podcast about children's cartoons. And today we are doing our final, finalist episode of Hey Arnold. Aww. I know, Andy has put together this tight little bundle and presented it to us on the doorstep because that's right, Andy is a dog that we found on the street. <laughs> and Rory and I uh, are just gonna work, are gonna try our hardest to, to, to care for him. Um, and make sure he gets his shots and, and stuff. I'm going to teach him how to get beer out of the fridge. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. yeah, we're going to we're going to Tokyo Godfathers this situation. We're going to be Andy's Seattle Godfathers because he's a little <laughs> puppy. He's a little lost puppy. Oh, and man, I really like that. Oh, I like I, I like everything. I like all the attention Rory's giving me and that beer he's holding in his hand looks really nice. Oh, I peed on the floor. Oh, I peed uh, everywhere. Oh, see, now Rory's going to make me be the mean dad who has to clean up <laughs> and scold Andy. Oh, Oh, no, no, I really hate this Austin man. He's very scary and very I'm, tall. I'm the scolding dad. I'm going to be a disciplined dad. And <laughs> Disciplined daddy. <laughs> that's me. Now, you better, you're going to rub your nose in that piece so you smell it and know you did a wrong thing. Oh, um, God. Oh, God. But the, the the real reason I'm scolding you is for making us watch Hey Arnold for three weeks. Uh, <laughs> don't don't act like you didn't have fun. Look, don't somebody's even gotta, go there. Somebody's got to act like they didn't have fun, or else this is just going to be a complete yes fest. You we know? need drama. It's going to be a just everybody's smiling and having a good time, and we need drama. Okay. So Man, why is it? It's, it's funny. It's funny. I mean, I, I guess I don't reject your premise, but it's it's kind of funny how when you, you know, it's always got to be you, though. You know, when it's a thing that I like, you're like, well, somebody's got to hate the thing Andy likes. I guess I'll step up. We have to teach the dog about drama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, Aristotle's poetics where uh, some core. You see, he's peed again. He's already he's already <laughs> peed again. So, you no, know, that's vomit. Uh huh. I see. Well, well, we'll we'll have to table the poetics discussion for another day. <laughs> and instead, I guess we should talk about. Oh, what's that? Yeah, I'll get you a beer, Rory. <laughs> oh, Damn. thanks. Here's your beer, Damn, buddy. We have such a good relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so much more positive? <laughs> have I not been? Have I not been stern enough? <laughs> oh, the sugar dad. Wait, that's a different. <laughs> That's a very different thing. Uh, hey, but we we uh, we are in our final week, and it's very sad. It makes me sad. Uh, but I do. I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like I at least got a chance to like. Uh, I don't know. Showcase some different sides of the show, and uh, it's a good meal sized. Uh, you know, a meal sized. Hey, Arnold, run. We didn't. We didn't get all the way down into the. Into, this wasn't a five courser, but like mm -mm. it was. It was what it needed to be, and it, it, I thought it was successful. Yeah, I thought it was unsuccessful. Oh, brother! <laughs> oh show no! Well, Tune in next week to find out <laughs> more drama between Andy and Austin. <laughs> oh, you! What a stinky program. Uh, <laughs> let's let's just let's fucking let's let's dive right in. Okay, guys, the dog's in his crate. We have a chance to sit and talk just me and Austin about how we go on the couch. I hate this. Uh, I hate this. <laughs> Crated dogs don't talk. 
get me out. That's oh. right. Oh, fuck, he's right. Oh. It's nighttime for you now. The blanket's <laughs> on the blanket's on the crate. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so we are the first episode we watched this week was called Helga on the Couch. This is season four, episode 16, according to Hulu, uh, because Andy has informed us about a, uh, some sort of great controversy about episode <laughs> orders. Uh, I'm just telling you what, you know, the one that I watched, how I found it. Uh, so... It goes, if you want to hear a nops on it, it goes like, A child psychiatrist, Dr. Bliss, shadows students at public school 118, uh, quickly following Helga and noting her behavior, especially to Arnold. Uh, After punching Brainy in the face, Helga is sent to Dr. Bliss's office for an appointment. Helga confides in Dr. Bliss about her social life, family life, and her love for Arnold. So this, a lot happens in this one. We find out... uh, Helga is some sort of voodoo priestess. <laughs> yeah. She, she has she has like a children of the corn style doll she's made about Arnold as as well as a sort of African tribal mask. She's really going for any kind of like shamanism she she can to just to get her spell on Arnold. Be they be they corn spells or uh <laughs> yeah. Sub-Saharan spells. Why aren't yeah. the corn spells working? <laughs> what what did what did Helga describe the, the 3 a.m. uh something vigils. rituals? Yeah, 3, 3 a.m. vigils and her her uh what did she say? Her like her her tantric rituals or something? Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> That's promising. Well, okay, so I mean this this is a this is a thing periodically we see uh she's always got some weird like ever evolving version of an Arnold shrine in her closet and for a while as she describes in this episode for a while it was an like an effigy of Arnold's head made out of Arnold's chewed gum uh right. and at one point there's there's an episode where she kisses the chewed gum Arnold and then the gum like sticks to her mouth and she's like bruh, bruh, yeah. bruh. <laughs> Now, I actually forgot to mention this in the Veterans Day episode we covered last week, but uh, there is a line, I think it's Phil, who complains or who who teases Arnold when there's a statue of Phil for his war heroism, where he says mm-hmm. that Arnold probably doesn't have a statue of him somewhere. <laughs> and uh, that is demonstrably Ooh. false. Definitely uh, not true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. In a in a in a sort of twenty twenty context, I'd, I'd if I was making this show, I would worry about using so much like, you know, non white sort of tribal imagery, et cetera, et cetera, for her for her obsession. Well, like I said, she she seems to be sort of a uh, a genre neutral because, exactly. like I said, because she's got that she's got that corn doll, the children of the corn doll. Uh huh. She seems like she's cherry picking from like. Every possible. It looks like she's just <laughs> looking up sh- like spells on the internet and yes. doing anything that comes up on I her beeper. Because because the uh, because the altar is kind of Santeria, you know, it's like it's just mm-hmm. everything, right? Yeah, right. I I'm so I've I've always been so into that. It's so funny. I love that they they kind of took your normal like oh yeah, girl on a girl has a crush on a guy and she like doodles in her in her notebook and like all this other stuff and like obsesses about him. But like they took it to this hilarious extreme because of how bottled up she is. I don't know. I yeah. always really liked that angle. So the the start of this episode is uh, with we we see Principal Warts. Oh. who uh, is, I, I don't really, I don't think we've seen Principal Warts in the other episodes we've no, looked at. No, none of the ones we've watched. But he he's playing with action, with figurines. He's got animal uh-huh. figurines that he's sort of <laughs> having like a dark helmet makes moment. Them, makes the, yeah, he makes them kiss. <laughs> makes yeah. them, making them kiss. And that's when Dr. Bliss comes in. Uh, do you want to tell us about Dr. Bliss, Andy? Yeah. Uh, she's, she's a really interesting character to me because she's a full outsider to all of this and so she has no she's got no uh she has no stakes in any of these relationships which is kind of the reason that that and of course that she's a child psychologist that she can just kind of step in and be like hey dude you into arnold is this like a thing also you're destructive this is a destructive behavior uh but she's she's been hired uh by the school district they found some funding so that she can come in on tuesdays and thursdays and uh offer her you know child psychology expertise and uh you know give give therapy to kids who might need it and uh immediately she bullseyes in on helga uh who is pretty clearly like the most obvious target (laughs) for anyone's attention i would say right uh you know i might say i might say uh 
you know, maybe she could have focused on Brainy before he shoots up the school. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do think, I think everybody was really letting Brainy slide there in the whole. We've had no time in this show with Curly. Uh, I think Curly would give Brainy a run for his money in, in, on that regard. The thing about Brainy, I appreciate the sort of like the lit 101 point of him. He's a good foil for Helga. He's just, mm-hmm. he's so uh, just gross. He's so yeah. gross. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> as we've learned more and more about these weird, you know, his behaviors are incredibly alarming. Yeah. 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 He's like, he's, he's a stalker. Yeah. And, and I seem, I was looking up comments too. And a lot of people were just like, oh, poor brainy. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Because no. again, as at, at, at face value as nothing but a foil to Helga, he is, he, he she's constantly doing to him what uh, intentionally, what Arnold sort of intent unintentionally does to her. Uh, yeah. So it's easy. I, I think you could, you could project sympathy onto him w- if you are completely willing to disregard all of his awful behavior. Right. I mean, <laughs> where you can see that obviously he's had the same unrequited love for Helga yeah. for as mu- as long as Helga's had her love for Arnold. <laughs> yeah. But you don't get any medals for that. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He still, still sucks. <laughs> Uh, so, so uh, Dr. Bliss is watching Helga in class. Uh, she goes into Mr. Simmons class. There's kind of a fun thing where both, uh, Principal Warts and Mr. Simmons are like super paranoid that she's going to be psychoanalyzing them. Like they right. know they've got weird issues and she, then they're like, uh, well, Bliss is also the one like well-adjusted adult in this entire cast. So, yes, you know, it does <laughs> kind of make her stand out. As, I can yeah. see why she makes people nervous. <laughs> exactly. They're just all balancing their baggage on their head like a jug, like a jug of water. (laughs) Right. Oh, God. I hope nobody notices. (laughs) I'm in complete control. Please don't tip me over. (laughs) Uh, But as Dr. Bliss points out later in the episode, during this class, uh, Helga shoots 57 spitballs at Arnold. Uh, which is a very alarming number, but also, which also like, feels like a spell because she like draws her, she draws an Arnold picture, then, mm-hmm. you know, eats it and, <laughs> and God, turns it oh. into spitballs, takes it into my body and, f- and fires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. But like, yeah, this is her know. Midsommar cult that she's creating <laughs> in her head. That, um, really quick. Uh, when, Dr. Bliss enters the classroom. Helga has a line. She throws out like a, a 50s misogynist. Hey, who's the skirt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's she's uh, she is super hostile, r- like right away. Yeah. Her, her guard is up. But like not just like who's this who's this four eyes quack or whatever. It's like, who's the skirt? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. such a specific way to well, denigrate. I, I, don't, <laughs> Helga. I don't I don't want to like. I, I, I clearly think this show is very smart. I don't think there's anyone who could say it's not smart. But... Oh, uh, that sounds like an invitation for some drama. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Shh, 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 shh. I know I'm stuck in here in this crate, but, like, hear me out. No, we shush you. <laughs> you want another beer? <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think there's a lot of... Uh, we've seen, we see it a couple times in this episode. Sort of a... A subtle, like, Helga picks up a lot of her behavior from her dad. Yeah, um, right. And it's not, right. it's not, like, subtle or anything, but, like, I would not even think, I, I would not even think twice uh, about assuming Bob has said who's oh, that skirt. Big Bob has definitely said who's the skirt. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, I think, and the, and the way that she, like, uh, later when we see the flashback to preschool and her first, like, instinct to getting laughed at is to lash out and just be- become the boss of everything. Like, right. she's clearly being her dad when things get tough. And uh, and that's, that's like, rough to see. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, we haven't even begun all the rough <laughs> shit. <laughs> all the rough shit in this episode. Um, yeah. So, basically, because Brainy is, you know, sniffing and huffing... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> doing his sort of, you know, he's rooting around for truffles wherever Helga is supposed to be. Um, uh, she punches him in the face and uh, they, I guess, see Helga as a red flag. Uh, 
<laughs> and bring her in immediately. Well, that reads true for ki- for elementary school too, though, right? Yeah, yeah. The sort of like yeah. zero tolerance for bullying. We punish both the bully and the victim situation. And yet, uh, and yet, Brainy sees no punishment. Yeah, right, but. Brainy sees no punishment. But yeah, they bring her in, and and Doctor Bliss is like, yeah, I want to have you meet with me, and. Uh, there's a funny line. Principal Wart says, uh, To punish you soundly for your blatantly insouciant acts of juvenile delinquency. Principal Warts, please sit down. <laughs> uh, but she's, she, uh, Dr. Bliss is immediately like, no, 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 this isn't a punishment. <laughs> That's not what this is. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to see everybody else in the show sort of reflect the antiquated idea of therapy. Mm-hmm. And only a few people like Phoebe having like a really positive, more modern <laughs> view of, of therapy, which is really nice to still see from the late 90s. And I wasn't really sure what to expect. Yeah, this may have been early 2000s, like 2000, 2001. Oh, but still, that could, yeah, that point, could be. Point stands. That's 20 years ago. So, yeah, yeah. And like so much of our pop culture representations of therapy have been not great or they are from people who are going from a place of drawing from cultural stereotype Mm -hmm. and not actually from any sort of place of research or learned experience. Like you can tell everything here was done not with necessarily careful, meticulous research, but like they know they knew, you know, yeah, they were, they maybe probably consulted a child psychologist or two. It it feels like they knew what they were talking about. It's uh, it's really upsetting to hear uh, when when Bob gets the phone call that uh, that his daughter needs therapy. Therapy? Ah, this never would have happened to Olga. Look, is this gonna cost me anything? They have a there's a, like a really quick two lines where he's like, "We didn't have therapy when I was a kid." <laughs> That's obvious, Bob. I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That so this whole scene at Helga's house before she goes to therapy is just an ocean of red flags. Oh, it's a, so bad. So it's so distressing. You know, where he's like, report to the trophy room. <laughs> yeah, the trophy room. And then it's, but, but but it's also like, it's from Big Bob. It's from Miriam. I don't want you blabbing to some school shrink. We Patakis don't talk about things. We sweep them under the rug. Some things are best swept under the rug, Helga. Whatever you do, don't blab anything or they'll give us all a one-way ticket to the funny farm. You got it? I got it, Dad. This never would have happened to Olga. Oh, I know. I know, babe. <laughs> It's just so fucked up because they're essentially, without saying it, they're essentially saying, don't tell the therapist how bad we treat you. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And it was super true. That's that's yeah. like, that's hella real. That's yeah. so real. Oh. oh, it just makes me, it makes me, my skin crawl. Right. Yeah. It makes you need a smoothie, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like poor Miriam. Oh, Miriam. She can't deal yet with another, anything. Yet another smoothie. Uh, the cool shit in this episode all happens once she's actually at the therapy session, which, right. you know, we don't have to go minute by minute on. But uh, but I, I like what I like is their dynamic, um, because from the beginning, Dr. Bliss essentially lets Helga like have control of the situation, which clearly she wants. And so she's like, OK. And so basically, like Helga's going around asking her, like grilling her about all the stuff in her office. She kind of like she points out one of the paintings on her wall. Nice picture. You like Edward Hopper? I do. Yeah, he's okay. He's a little simple, though. And what's this deal with women, anyway? That's pretty astute for a fourth grader. I notice you're asking all the questions, however. Yeah, you got a problem with that? No. Then she wants to play the therapist instead, and so she sits in the big chair and, like, grills Dr. Bliss about her childhood, which ends up being a really cool way to do it because as she is talking about, you know, the funny stuff from her childhood, Helga, like without necessarily realizing in the moment what's happening, starts being like, yeah, well, you don't fucking know what it's like. My life is terrible. And like opening up in the way she wanted anyway. Yeah. Um, I like yeah. that kind of back. It's, you know, it's not it's not like genius writing or anything, but it's nice. It's nice because I don't think there was any other real way to get hell to get a hell to talk. And the, the another thing I like is the blocking of the scene uh, in in her office, yeah. because Helga basically does anything but sit in the chair she's supposed to sit in. And she spends most of the entire session like pacing around, standing, looking at things in the wall or like when she really is like on a roll and they're really connecting. She's like perched up on her windowsill behind the uh, behind her desk. Yeah. And I like I like that a lot 
You know, yeah. somebody also pointed out that there is a time when she is throwing darts at the dartboard. And when she's mm-hmm. getting closer to a breakthrough, the darts get closer to Ooh. the center of the target. Oh, symbols. <laughs> I like symbols. It's, it's kind of is really cool. No, it's good. It's a it's a good scene. It's a good episode. Um, but of course, the the meat of it is is the, the, the flashbacks that we get with Helga describing situations she's had at home. And uh, I believe the first one that she's like bitching about Olga and it's like this weird yes. black and white sitcom moment. Mm-hmm. I, I know we like Olga to some degree. Uh, we discussed last week. But when she walks in talking about her like Sumatran coffee and the lemon oh, souffle she's going to bake. Like I just, <laughs> I just fucking can't. I, but you realize you realize it's the exact same coping mechanism just inverted though, right? That she's like yeah. the, the, the length she goes to try to please her parents is, yes. uh, is yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Pretty fucked Similarly up. Similarly trapped. She's, yeah. yeah. And, and as we do see in other episodes, Olga's like uh, a chipped nail away from breaking apart. And, you know, like that's that's a that is a real thing. And obviously there's a lot of like it's just Helga's perception of her. But like, you know, we know that as adults. Like, I don't know that I was really picking up on that when I was a kid so much watching this. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, because you're you're living in Helga's perspective. Right. You see her as little Miss Perfect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not seeing God the way Olga says when she's talking about Alaska and she's talking about the glacier. Would you say glaciers? Yes. The the glacier. glacier. Yeah, it's because she speaks French, of course. And when yeah. she's playing the Chopin piece, and she says, How about the minute waltz by Monsieur Frederick Chopin? Oh! <laughs> God, God, the way that, that actor just does her dialogue. I, I just can't get over how good it is. I know. The the stylization is really cool. For yeah. for these two separate flashbacks that they do with her family, the, the one is the black and white I Love Lucy's 50s thing that, that has a laugh track behind really like dark grim shit and then it's like a a, a, a canned laughter after it mm-hmm. i think the second one is in color is more like a married with children or you know like a <laughs> yeah you know, a more, a slightly <laughs> more modern sitcom for the time there's a there's like a parallel thing that they're doing with two of these scenes the first one and the last one where in the first one when the olga beautiful scene and then helga comes in and is like fucking where's my lunch and she has to like pa- pack her own lunch and it's just a Ugh. can of beans and a spoon. And as she walks out, she's yelling like, I'm going to school now. <laughs> and then later when we see the preschool one and she has to like make do with the shitty lunch that Miriam's packed her, she's like yelling the same thing as she goes out and they're not paying attention. I'm going to preschool. What do you know? One minute flat. <laughs> You're amazing, Olga. I'm going to preschool. Uh, I like how it's kind of like, man, nothing's even fucking changed. It's been like 10 years. Jesus. Um, and my favorite line in the whole episode, though, is in the the scene when she's a, when she's a little kid and she's going through the lunch that Miriam has packed her. And it's uh, it's moist towelettes, an individual packet of crackers and a can of shaving cream. <laughs> <laughs> and Miriam's like, oh, oh, that must mean the cheese fizz is in B's medic and medicine cabinet. And he yells from upstairs. Ah! Uh, during this, um, Bliss is sort of keying into, uh, the Arnold, uh, appreciation. Uh, Helga's, Helga's sort of huge crush on Arnold and she kind of is able to draw out of her a a confession, a confession that she loves Arnold, um, with the complete assertion that it is private, it's confidential. She won't, you know, say anything. It was fun that that it um it kind of took it took Helga for one because she's a child so it was fun seeing her learn it and then this also being uh the the thing she needed to open up was finding out that like you know <laughs> Dr. Bliss might be disbarred if she you know like there's there's real <laughs> rules in place for betraying her yeah. confidence right Yeah exactly I mean we we sh- we should talk about it the 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 memory that she has of the preschool thing when she leaves you know, they're, they're, her parents are paying attention to 15-year-old Olga play the piano, and they're not listening to Helga, who says she doesn't have a, you know, she's got to go to school, and no one's going to walk her to preschool, and she's got to, like, walk her Pre- self to preschool. Preschool. It's got to walk preschool. herself to preschool. And so heartbreaking. God, that cute little voice. I know. <laughs> 
And in this moment, I'm thinking for the first time as Andy viewing, like I, I, you know, when you watch a show you watch as a kid, you kind of take your kid's perspective with you into your adulthood. And, you know, it takes a little extra effort to like clue in like, oh, I'm an adult watching this with like adult, you know, processing skills. And I'm thinking there's at least like 10 years difference between Helga and Olga. Was Helga a mistake? You know? Oh, interesting. Like if she's in preschool and Olga's 15, that's a big gap. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I just throwing that out there. Uh, but she has to walk herself to preschool. And as she arrives after having been like, you know, blasted by a car with mud and like a stray dog stole her shitty lunch. She shows up and Arnold gets out of his uh, grandpa's Packard uh, with an umbrella and holds it over her. And he says, hi, nice bow. Huh? I like your bow because it's pink like your pants. And like, that's all it took, man. Oh, I fucking wept. Oh, I wept. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it fucking takes. She's she's just she is stunned. Her world is rocked. Yeah. And uh I don't know. I just, that's so, it's so good. And uh, in preschool, it's it's full of all the usual suspects from uh, from Mr. Simmons' class. You know that doesn't make any sense if they're in a big city, but I'll allow it. And um, <laughs> it is it is it is interesting. I like I like seeing all the all the ki- characters as little kids, though. Regardless, uh, yeah. especially little little Harold. Oh my god, uh, it's just such an adorable little shit. Uh, um, and- yeah, and Harold gets the full wrath of. Uh- Helga becoming <laughs> becoming a bully and introducing him to her fists, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is uh, old Betsy and the five Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that interchange. Old who and the five what? My fists, stupid. That's their names. What? Wait, wait. Your fists have names? Oh, you're confusing me. <laughs> oh, God. God, yeah. it's funny. Yeah, and I mean, but that turn, her her sort of heel turn there, uh, is that she's feeling the pain of her home life stuff, and then this like emotion of love and confusion, and and like feeling seen for the first time with Arnold, and then she's getting bullied by the other kids, stealing her crackers, her free crackers that she just got, and like, <laughs> and she just kind of snaps and and hardens and and becomes Big Bob right there and and it's heartbreak it's very upsetting but but yeah then you know we 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 cut back to the confession that she gives to to dr bliss and it's like surprisingly chill for her she's like oh wow well okay said that out loud and uh and dr bliss starts like saying all this stuff that's like really nice and affirming she's like yeah well that's okay and she's like do i have to tell him and she's like not if you don't want to like you don't have to do anything (laughs) Like, yeah, you do what you want. (laughs) Also, I love that she gives Helga kind of the reassurance for how she feels and experiences thing. She's like, am I going too overboard? Like, I really like him and I have all these weird rituals and nighttime, (laughs) you know, yeah, the tantric, whatever. Tantric spells. Tantric spells. And uh, Bliss is like, you feel feelings really strongly. And I love that as a, you know. I mean, for a child to hear that and not just feel like they're broken for feeling things <laughs> in the wrong way. It's like you just experience things really strongly. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's super cool. And then and then she hugs her on the way out. Which yeah. Which is like huge for Helga. The only real thing that Dr. Bliss says not to do is, uh, aside from animal sacrifices, which are off the table. Uh, <laughs> right. She says, don't sock brainy, though. That's why you're here in the first place. It's like, that's legit. Like your feelings are your feelings. They're they're okay to have. Do with them what you will. Just don't hurt anybody. That's like a really sick lesson. <laughs> yeah. Just keep the five Avengers at home. <laughs> <laughs> right. And just report Brainy through the usual channels. Yeah. <laughs> where he will be, you know, he'll completely fall through the cracks until he's oh, yeah. God, seven oh. or 18. You better just hope he becomes somebody important. Oh, um, <laughs> well, but but she does actually confront Brady in this. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. At the end, she is left and she feels very liberated, but not liberated enough to stop abusing Arnold to his face <laughs> uh, verbally. Um, no. 
because uh, she collides with him and shouts him down. And then he's like, all right, geez, Helga, all right, fine. <laughs> and then Brainy's there with a, a, a suit <laughs> and a tie and a and a plastic engagement ring. Yeah, like out of a capsule machine. Uh-huh. Yeah, still in the <laughs> capsule. And she just sort of in in a in a, a a moment that reminds me a lot of Freakazoid confronting Jeepers, uh, which we <laughs> maybe have had in our theme song before, but You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you showed up, Jeepers! Uh, but Helga instead gives her version of that, which is just kind of a like. Look, Brainy, this is just weird. How is it that you're standing behind me again? How'd you get in this little arch? Were you waiting for me to come to this alley? What's your deal? <laughs> yeah. She doesn't hit him this time, and uh, and he's kind of amused. Yeah, yeah, and but and she leaves, um, and the episode ends with her seeing the same sort of phantoms of Arnold, like all the lemons at a, at a store turn into Arnold heads. And she's <laughs> at, at peace with it. She's not sort of freaked out by it. She's like, yeah, see you later phantoms <laughs> <laughs> until tomorrow at confident with her or at, at, uh, you know, comfort with her eccentricities. I don't know. It's a, it, I, this episode hit me really hard when I was a kid. I, it's incredible. I don't know. I, I feel like I walked away from it with like some, some new info when I was a little kid and I saw this one go on air. It's just like, was this damn. your first weep? No, probably not. Uh, there are, there are plenty of other weeps in this show for like, you know, even in the 11 minute segments, but sure. this one definitely, this one definitely was a weeper for me as a kid. Uh, especially as somebody who like was watching the show for Helga and not so much for Arnold, mm-hmm. like getting a full on Helga episode where she kind of gets to like, you know, we get some more backstory and like some head on dealing with her issues. It's her, it's her villain. It's her like the Joker uh, <laughs> <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> episode. It's her like super villain origin. Um, yeah. But it's a really good one. And I can mm-hmm. see this legitimately like improving a child's life. Like after watching this, I can see this as a very special episode. I can see it actually doing some good and not just being like today we're going to talk about marijuana. <laughs> and the dangers it can do to your brain. It's like this might actually have helped somebody. Right. Because this one just masquerades as a regular episode. Yeah. You know, it doesn't try and like show up and, and wear the kid glasses and say, hey, fellow kids, here's what's dope about not smoking weed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Austin. Yes. Hey, can you can you do me a favor? We have a new sponsor, and uh, I know this is a little a little different than our usual product, but they uh, you know they gave us that good money, and so we have to do the good ad. So could you do me a favor and tell everyone listening to our podcast about dog wine? Yeah, totally. Um, so this is our new sponsor, Dog Wine. Uh, this is coming to us after a very long legal battle over actually getting the rights to dog wine back uh, from the Mm. company. So, uh, you know, they couldn't legally use dog wine for a little while um, because it was taken by a famous, we won't say his name, but a famous dog who was sort of (laughs) trying to uh, pursue a career in in, uh, as a vintner. Um, Say it's not spuds. <laughs> you know, look, it's part of the part of the the, the ruling. But so so Dogwood finally has their <laughs> trademark back, and they are it's fucking Balto. <sighs> you know, look, I can't, I can't, I can't confirm or deny uh, Balto's involvement in the process. But but we're here to highlight an actually good company that isn't a horseshit thieving, uh, uh, nasty sled dog. Uh, who's trying to get into <laughs> trying to get into basement wine? Um, dog wine is a service. It's a monthly service. It's great. You know, you get the wines for your dog, uh, and you know what? Dogs seem to really enjoy them. And we haven't tested them for you know alcohol or how poisonous they are to dogs because they're not for us, right? Uh, mm. They're not for people or other or cats. Definitely not. Um, or for fucking bolt. Um, no, Get they're just here. for regular cool dogs uh, who like to drink wine and like to party. And don't and hang chill. out with wolves. <laughs> don't <laughs> hang out with wolves or, or run in the Iditarod or try to get the medicine, uh, you know, um, out there. 
And so we, as far as we know, the dogs love this wine and they can't get enough of it. And do they, they seem, I mean, what, what, how are they different from normal when they drink the dog wine? Well, you know, it's not really our place to judge, is it? Well, um, cause they're not for, it's not for us. No. Uh, you know, stay in your lane, Andy. Well, okay, but if I have a dog and, you know, I'm used to sort of sober Jeffrey. Oh, the the dog that you own? Okay. Okay, well, sure. Let the let the dog do whatever they want, okay? This isn't another thing you can control like where they poop or what what time they eat. You know, this is for dogs. This is for dogs to relax and have a fucking <laughs> moment, a moment that they get to choose what they do with their bodies. Okay? So they're going to drink a little wine to relax and they're going to have a great time and we don't care if they get a little loopy um, because this is for them. All right. Are you happy? Well, you really, you really spanked me back down into my lane. So, uh, yeah. 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 Not for, not, not for you. Uh, congratulations to all dogs who get dog wine and not just, not just Balto. Uh, <laughs> but congratulations, Balto, to your meaty settlement. <laughs> uh-oh you guys uh-oh it's another one of these segments where we talk about how the sausage gets funded uh welcome welcome to a little mid-roll about patreon hey you guys heard of this patreon thing I hear it's pretty big. I have. Oh, you weren't asking me. No. Oh, well, you know, you can answer it. Fine. Take it. Take that. Take that ball from me. Well, no, I mean, I've heard of it. I've heard how great it is and how great of a deal it is. And the kind of content you're getting is insane. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, well, I'm never doing that voice again. But um, but we have one. We have a Patreon. And uh, if you want to support us, if you think what we do is fun and fun enough for you to chuck a dollar or more towards us per month, we are very pleased to let you do that, and you can do it via the Patreon. And uh, we have a thing where no matter how much money you give us every month, uh, the first month you're a patron, we will shout out your name here on the podcast, and that is what we're doing right now. So, Rory, we had a new donor for June. Who do we have? Got Party Horse Stagman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Party Horse. That's our favorite friend, Party Horse, who explicitly <laughs> asked us to call him Party Horse. definitely real uh and he's our newest he's our newest donor for june and <laughs> we're very pleased to have party horse <laughs> and you too could have your name called out here and we definitely wouldn't just make up a name for you yeah no. like a normal name like we'll say a real name um, yeah let's say you have like a real patrick, name like a sample like a f made up name like patrick <laughs> um yeah but that's just like that's like the the basis of things that you get for the uh, for the Patreon, uh, if you if you pay us uh, a little more, what what might they get, Austin? Uh, well, you're gonna get access to our library of free episodes that we are doing just for patrons. No, they're not free. Well, they're free if you pay a little more. <laughs> <laughs> free? They're a little bit free. <laughs> yeah, they're free at after you have paid. Which mm. is, you know, it's a very good works. distinction. You go to a grocery store and shit's free after you've paid for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I love these episodes. We did one on recently. We did one on Midnight Gospel on Netflix. Yeah, it was uh, really fun. Really fun. Lots to think about. Big thoughts there. Big vibes. <laughs> Big vibes. Uh, so, yeah, go check us out on Patreon. If you want to support us, please do. Uh, if you don't want to support us and you still just want to chomp our, our, our episodes week to week for free, then... You know, I can't stop you from doing that either because it's a goddamn free country and that's podcasts. Yeah, you know, because we're at a we're at a point in our careers where <laughs> uh, Saturday Morning Tuesday has a certain brand ability and not everything we want to talk about fits, you know, fits our brand. So that's what Patreon's really for flexing out and seeing seeing different things that we just wouldn't watch on the show. But you'll never not get Saturday Morning Tuesdays. We're always making that for you, babies. That's for the babies. That's for that's for sweet babies. That's podcasts. Now that's podcasts. Arnold. 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 
Whoa, holy crap, it's daytime again because you took the towel off my crate. I'm so excited. I'm more excited than I've ever been for anything in my entire life, my entire little life. Someone got any food for me? You gonna feed me? Oh, you ready for walkies? You ready yeah. for walkies? Well, yeah. you don't get to yet because you've been pissing and shitting everywhere. So <laughs> you have to wait unless Rory takes you out, which I guess he just can do. <laughs> well, I bet he will because he knows how much I want it. And he gives me the things I want, not the things I need. Come on out, sweetie. Oh, yes. See? Yes. God. You're going to ruin him. <laughs> I'm going to bark the whole time. <laughs> uh, this is okay. So our final episode. Oh, I'm sad. Our final episode that we're watching of Hey Arnold is season five, episode six. Kind of. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Uh, season five, episode six. It's called Parents Day. Hold on to your hats, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I know how much they love the numbering drama. <laughs> oh, okay, so Parents Day. It's time for the school's annual Parents Day, a weekend of competition with kid with teams of a kid and their parents. Pa parents Day? It's two days. <laughs> I know. It's weird. It's a parents tournament weekend in the script in the actual when they actually ca call it out in the episode. Arnold feels odd about bringing his grandparents as they are his parents uh, because he hasn't seen his real parents since he was a baby. After Big Bob calls Arnold an orphan boy, Arnold asks Grandpa Phil what really happened to his parents, and he finds out that they disappeared after they left the country on a plane delivering medicine, although they might still be alive. Arnold continues on with the Parents' Day weekend with Phil and Gertie. He realizes that even though they're not his parents, they raised him and made him who he is, which is what parents do. Want to fire whoever wrote that on Wikipedia? It was kind of a clumsy little summary but that's what it is yeah. uh this one this one has a, a a bit of a context but first of all what do you guys what do you guys top thoughts uh i really enjoyed it it was good yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's it's no helga on the couch but no no and and i i i think what's interesting to me about it is that maybe more the context of it uh and what happened with it in terms of the the show this was this was actually a season three episode that they ha that Nickelodeon held off on for like two seasons. They like didn't want to air it. And I think their rationale was that it felt like it was going to be a prequel to the movie that Craig wanted to make where Arnold was going to go find his parents. And I think maybe they wanted to have that as like, no, 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 we'll do this. And it'll like lead right into that movie. Um, sure. You know, I don't actually I don't actually hate that rationale because mm -hmm. as somebody who has seen a show like say Gravity Falls that drops a huge lore bomb for the plot and then takes walks 20 away episodes walks away for 20 episodes and then finally <laughs> comes back to it uh <laughs> i you know it's kind of a blue ball it's kind of a you know yeah. so i do i do kind of like if you're going to deliver a bunch of stuff cuz right they do like the journal yes. two parter like four parter or whatever after after it's, this right yeah I do like we get a we get a little bit of lip service to the all the tall tales grandpa tells where, where we sort of I mean, it's uh, it doesn't necessarily uh, change anything we've already he likes to tell stories. But it's also like Arnold was just so constantly asking for stories that uh, grandpa had to just start making them up and embellishing because he's like <laughs> telling story and story and story and story and story. Yeah, it's Arnold's fault. It's Arnold's it's, fault, Grandpa it's lied. It's kind of Arnold's fault. <laughs> it's kind of Arnold's fault. Yeah. He ran yeah, out of but... stories. He had to start making them up. <laughs> but I I don't know. This the not to this could be a whole other conversation, but I just to to say what happened with it, they they made I know I've described this before. They 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 kind of bait and switched Craig Bartlett on what was gonna be the movie. He like had a, a three parter like television thing he was going to do called Arnold Saves the Neighborhood. And then Nickelodeon was like, hey, why isn't this going to be your movie? And He's like, what? And they're like, this is your movie. This one's going to theaters. And He's like, oh, shit. And so they had to re-edit that into a theatrical release. And then the movie he really wanted to make as the movie, which is the Jungle movie, was going to end jungle. the whole show. Uh, he never got to make because Nickelodeon was like, hey, your first movie didn't perform so well. And he's like, that's because <laughs> it was made for TV, fuckers. Uh, but. They also they had the audacity to uh, doubly not follow through because while they delayed this episode to season five because they wanted to make it you know closer to the jungle movie they ordered another official lead in prequel called the journal which Arnold uh, which Austin mentioned which was like a huge event uh, way more specifically about uh, like Arnold finding like one of his parents old journals and getting concrete information about where they might have gone 
and ending with a big old cliffhanger of like, well, I guess we've got to go find him. And then that's how the, the show kind of left off. And we never got the movie for like 10 years or more. I don't remember how long it was before we got it. 15? It was way more than that. 15, 20, somewhere in there. Uh, we had to wait. And finally, of course, we did get the Jungle movie in 2018, I want to say, early 2018. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. So we might have so yeah. to do that for Patreon. That would be kind of a fun. We would have to watch, yeah, we'd have to watch the journal and then uh, the Hey Arnold movie, but that could be, that we would, I would totally be down, of course. Um, Well, we'll talk, we'll talk if you've been good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, this, this is Parents Day. We're talking about the episode Parents Day. It's much more of a, you know, a lighthearted kind of thing for the most part. The episode starts, though, uh, as a spinoff show called The Problematic Adventures of Arnold's Parents. (laughs) It's a it's a it's a dream sequence, I think, or it's a story, right? Is it it's a story? One of, or a dream? It's one of Gerald. It's one of Grandpa's stories, right? It's a story where we see we actually see his parents in action in the wild of in the wild jungles of of unspecified South American country. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And there are natives of some kind, and they're doing an um, Indiana Jones, you know, and they're throwing thing. spears at him, and yeah, yeah. Um, they're doing that old song and dance. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, uh, they're doing that. And, uh, uh, I don't remember what exactly it gets you. We just kind of get the vibe of the sort of adventures that they have. Yeah. It's like, actually, this one I think has a little bit like a few of the, the nuggets of truth from later. Like they're, they're there like, oh, we got to find the, the flower that'll cure the sleeping sickness. Yeah. The serum will cure the sleeping sickness and all this other stuff. You know, but it's definitely one of Grandpa's made-up stories, but it it also has relation to the real one we hear later. Right. But I'm not going to shy away. I will 100% admit that even in, you know, the Jungle movie, which came out a couple years ago, uh, there's some serious, like, white savior visual imagery happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's not so wonderful to to engage with. Which is too bad because in the in the writing it's it's a little bit clever when Eduardo comes to his parents to come help him save the help him save the day one last time. Uh, they go to help mountain people, which is kind of, uh, you know, a little bit more fantastic, a little bit less, uh-huh. you know, based on reality. Like, they're going to go save the hill people. Right. <laughs> but, it, yeah, I guess the only way that it kind of tries to stray closer to something acceptable is that they are explicitly talking about really remote villages that don't have contact with outsiders. Uh-huh. And they were like... You know, they've not seen anybody outside of their own village for years until, you know, Miles and Stella fly in with medicine because of like, uh-huh. a, pan- like a pandemic that's sweeping. Yeah. Right. And you can maybe stretch a little bit, give it a little more credit to assume that maybe Grandpa Phil is throwing in his old sort of antiquated <laughs> uh, colonialist, uh-huh. you know, ideas talking about the midget circus. Uh-huh. Of, you know, it just it's like it all it all kind of leaves a little like. Oh, you're you're old, and this isn't super cool yes. anymore to talk about. Um, yeah, maybe un- unintentionally, like how an old person would really talk. You know, uh-huh. sort of de- detached right. from from what's okay now. Can't say that, Phil. Uh, <laughs> you know. uh, but yeah, I mean, even in the Jungle movie, I mean, they they still kept that sort of that that shape of like you know the the really remote people, and there's a sickness, and you know they need the medicine, blah blah blah. But yeah, you never really quite get past the visuals on it. You know, Arnold and his white parents showing up to save the day as the chosen one. Um, A piece of knowledge that I know from reading interviews and such is that Craig did not really have a plan for what was going on with his parents until like a bunch of kids in the first couple seasons were writing in being like, what the fuck happened to Arnold's parents? Where are they? And he was like, oh. I should probably explain this. I should probably have like a better answer for this. And then came up with like trying to have them. I don't know. I, I guess if I have if I have any problem with it, it's that they're too heroic, you know, yeah, they're too like, sure. be- like pure, wonderful. <laughs> they're a real they're a real d- council of dads kind of parents. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> yeah. When when the rest of the characters get a really nice job with nuance and, you know, maybe not Big Bob, but uh <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of these characters and their dads and like Gerald's dad gets just, you know, mm-hmm. some nice development and, and isn't, you know, not everybody is this, you know, perfect little, uh, you know, sh- knight in shining armor uh, yeah. that uh, 
comes in and saves the day. But then, yeah, hey, hey Arnold's parents. Arnold's parents, sorry. <laughs> First name Hey, last name Arnold. Yeah, our, our, yeah a, little, a little perfect. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, so the, the actual stuff that happens in this episode, we learn about uh, the parents' tournament weekend, which, of course, immediately makes Arnold a little uncomfortable. Uh, and Stinky doesn't make it any better. He, like... Immediately is like, are you coming too, Arnold? I mean, by bringing your grandma and grandpa's parents, since you don't have no, ow, stinky. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he's he's kind of upset about it. He doesn't really want to go. And Gerald doesn't understand why. He's like, dude, your grandma's a karate master and your grandpa can bench 210 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Your grandparents, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's also true. (laughs) yeah canonically they they did and do um <laughs> did and do oh <laughs> <sighs> well you know you get this sort of normal structure on on, a, on an episode like this you know the the bully and his bully parent her bully parents uh you know show up and do the bully thing bob has a, a great line though when when mr simmons is like introducing the whole competition at the end of this weekend one lucky family will take home this trophy you're all winners of course whoever wins the trophy is best parent no 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 you don't understand this isn't that kind of competition everybody wins this weekend the trophy is more of a symbol really Yeesh, what a tea cozy <laughs> <laughs> which really is right so and funny. then he shouts at Helga like don't you dare let me down <laughs> i swear to god i'm gonna get best parent i took the weekend off for this <laughs> Do you think beepers grow on trees? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Arnold's Arnold's off this this weekend. He is not really fully in it. Not super stoked about it. Uh, but he does end up catching an egg in the egg toss game. Uh, he catches an egg in his little tiny hat. Uh, <laughs> he uses his little his little. Uh, little baby's cap uh to catch to catch an egg and yeah. uh, but then it's right after that that we have uh big bob we are not gonna let some orphan boy and his ancestors win this parents weekend thing you understand Dad. what that is is beyond the pale my dude. an orphan boy an orphan boy <laughs> sorry <laughs> So sorry if I'm pirates of Penzancing a little in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's interesting yes, yes. because an orphan boy. Bad <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. dog. <laughs> yeah, I get the the newspaper out. <laughs> oh no, I hate this. The news is so distressing. <laughs> also, it hurts. Yeah. Our punishment is that you have to read the newspaper. <laughs> oh no! No! no. No. Oh, this New York Times op-ed is so bad. Oh, God. <laughs> Who the approved takes, this? The takes. They burn. Oh. Um, but uh, that Helga immediately knows that Orphan Boy, she's insulted Arnold yeah. a lot. But she, even she knows where the line is. Mm-hmm. And she has to come up with some way to maintain her brand while also still apologizing to him. And it's it's really kind of funny to see her struggle. Hey, football head, wait up. What, Helga? I just want to say that, I mean, I like an insult just as much as the next guy. But back there when my dad said that thing about you being an orphan. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I guess maybe it went too far. I gotta get going. I mean, you know you don't have parents. You don't need my dad pointing it out to you. I mean, it's tough enough being all alone in the world, but... Thanks, Helga. So, you okay? Sure. Good, because tomorrow I'm going to kick your butt. I love her so unironically. She's such a mess. Yeah. And yeah, so that night, it's a, it's a two-day event, and Arnold goes back and tries to convince his grandparents not to go back the next day. He's like, let's not do it. Well, first, first uh, he like broaches the subject, and, and Grandpa goes, Uh-oh, I sense another one of your oh-so-painfully-illuminating boyhood problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's when Arnold demands the real story. Like, tell me, tell me what happened. No bullshit. I want to know everything. Mm-hmm. So this is what we get. You know, it, it like like I said, it, it bears pretty strong resemblance to the story we'd gotten earlier. You know, his dad, Miles. We, I don't think we ever get their names in this episode, but they're Miles and Stella. 
Miles was a doctor and uh, he met Stella while they were out, you know, sort of both uh, helping in the same, you know, nondescript South, South American location. And uh, and they fall in love and blah, 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 blah. And then they travel around the world together. Well, that's not before he um actuallys he um actuallys her about the type of boat that a cloud looks like. <laughs> Uh, it's just like, yeah, it's oh. Right. oh, look at that cloud. Isn't it beautiful? It's like a sailboat, a clipper. It's more of a schooner, really. Yeah, if you couldn't tell a schooner from a clipper ship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like I like that she doesn't she doesn't take that. No, she doesn't. But, but yeah, he does kind of wander into a stranger and correct her and the kind of boat <laughs> that she notices on a cloud. <laughs> Come on. God, You're wrong dude. about that cloud boat. It's a terrible first impression. And Arnold is Arnold is like, wow. So wait a minute. A lot of that stuff you told me was true. And Grandpa goes, well, I may have exaggerated some parts. That stuff about the midget circus, I mostly made it up. I was drawing on my own experiences. <laughs> <laughs> and now I really want an episode about Grandpa and the circus. But... Uh, I don't really need to see how they'd handle that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you don't think they do a good job? <laughs> I was, let's just say I was very thankful when he told the story and showed them in the circus and there was no other people depicted in the circus and it was just them. And I was like, oh, thank yes. God. Oh, thank God. So, yeah, the last time that they they saw his parents, uh, they, Eduardo, their, uh, Miles's friend, had come back to sort of be like, look, I know you got a kid now and you sort of got a whole life, but. I need your help one last time. One more mission. Uh, and one they, last score. Uh, one yeah. last score. God, that would have been such in. a more fun jungle movie if we if Arnold goes and finds out that they'd never really been doing humanitarian work. They were just <laughs> fucking like jewel thieves. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, then they leave and they never come back. And, you know, there's kind of an open question about maybe they're still alive. Of course they are. But... uh but yeah, and I guess Arnold finds a little bit of peace with that, uh, sort of finally knowing the real story enough so that he's OK going back to the tournament the next day. Yeah. When they come back, um, it's another strenuous day. They're doing a, a relay race and uh, Miriam has has the alcohol sweats big time. <laughs> uh, she, she is oh, she's struggling. Sweats. Oh, God. And then there's a final triathlon with the top. I think with the winners or no, not uh, even necessarily. It's just a triathlon. No, it's just that, it's a it's a two v two. It's a one v one team at a right. time situation. Right, and this is very much American gladiator style uh, <laughs> ninja. You know, ninja warrior kind of kind of situation. Yeah, they do like the the Robin Hood Little John fight thing mm-hmm. over a big bowl of Jello. <laughs> well, no, no, no. <laughs> it's not Jello. It's gelatin dessert, and they're very clear about that. <laughs> Yes, of course. Uh, as someone who's had to write copy and use the really unfun uh, brand neutral versions of things, I, I definitely key in on when you have to say gelatin dessert instead of instead of Jello. I get that, like Kroger adhesive bandages. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I, I I wish I wish the content of this episode maybe had more oomph to it to match the the like Arnold parent backstory that we get. Um, you know, cause the, the tournament itself isn't particularly interesting, I guess. No, Uh, it doesn't really mean anything. And we don't, unlike in the spelling bee episode we saw two weeks ago, I don't think we really earn Helga's betrayal of her father here. Sure. You know, when he, he goes one, one on one uh, over the, over the gelatin dessert with grandpa and Helga whispers to grandpa, like, uh, you know, go for my dad's ankles. They're already loaded down to the max. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it just sort of it just sort of feels like things happening rather than like, oh, yeah, final good payoff, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 falls. Well, and but then Arnold's team doesn't even win because apparently Phoebe's family has still has the most combined points. <laughs> Hell to yeah. Win, which Coming from I, behind. Yeah. Which I really appreciate, you know, like if they didn't work that hard to get the number one place, then like, fuck it, give it to another family. You know, like, yeah, that 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 was totally fine with me. And again, uh, reinforcing the like contests are bullshit and don't you know don't <laughs> matter then like 
don't make it matter to the plot, right? Don't make totally. it be the victory if they win or not, right? And so yep. I, that's why I appreciate them not winning. Also, Phoebe's family is adorable. Uh, yeah. Phoebe and her mom Reba and her dad Kyo are just so fucking cute. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is a little a little bit of a tangent, but did you ever see the movie uh, The Fighter, the Mark Wahlberg? Um, no. The Christian Bale movie? I mean, the, basically the whole point of it is that like, He's getting his shit together as a person and that Mm -hmm. like there's a big fight at the end that he's got to like train, but he's got to, you know, improve himself. And the whole point is really supposed to be that the fight doesn't matter. It's about being a better person. But at the end, he just wins the fight. (laughs) (laughs) And then it freeze frames on him winning the fight at the end. Right. Right. And so like it. It was about the fight. The fight was about about the fight the whole time. It's it's actually been about the fight. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Like, like that, that easily could have been, could have been a trap they fell into here. But, uh, oh, hey, uh, retroactive spoiler warning for the fighter. If you don't want to hear spoilers for the fighter, you shouldn't listen to the last few seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not that great. So just rewind and forget. All you David O. Russell heads out there, uh, sorry <laughs> to sort of blow your wad, but, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. not that great. This was better. Watch, watch the Hey Arnold episode, Parents Day. Instead. <laughs> it's like the fighter, but better. It's like the fighter, but better. Uh, you want to talk about the ending? Yeah, very much. Um, the last thing we see, uh, there's been a few of Arnold's dreams throughout this one, uh, including a pretty adorable dream sequence where he's like sort of dream mind coming to the realization that his grandparents have always been there for him and are basically his parents and like some really cute grandpa and grandma moments. Uh, but at the end, his his dream, he, he he's in his room, which is, you know, basically an attic and he climbs out and the, uh, his parents plane is like there on the roof and he gets in it into the pilot seat, put on puts on the goggles and, and takes off and flies into the clouds and we get the credits. But the whole yeah. sequence uh, sort of that dream seamlessly into the credits is underscored by like the most amazing fucking song. Beautiful uh, piano music. I, I, I don't know. They're, they, they reuse this song in the journal uh, mm. for good reason. Yeah. And it is, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what to say about it except to play some of it. There's, some, there's something just really wistful and and beautiful about it. And now, can I say this uh, without getting roasted? But it okay. kind of feels like an anime moment. It uh, mm. I don't know. I thought about Porco Rosso a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just not just beyond the, the airplanes, but I don't know the idea of something happening that is more emotional and is sort of doesn't have a sort of set goal of the scene like, yeah. like it doesn't it doesn't go somewhere mm-hmm. and tell you what its point was it just kind of happens and you're kind of just left sort of thinking about what it means and what it feels yeah sure no i i i don't know i i have to agree with you i just like it's so it's so nice it's so nice you guys <laughs> Do you do you want some some beer from me? Please? Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Okay okay. Cool? I go I go. I open the I open the refrigerator with my face. And I'm like oh yeah, got it. I grab a I grab a, a a beer. I run over. I'm making eye contact with you. I turn and I give it to Rory. Oh my god. Mmm, this is a good beer. You've ruined this boy. <laughs> I can't believe it. I don't understand why you're mad at me. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
man, we're going to have to work this out on our own time, I guess. Um, but <laughs> listeners, thanks for joining us for three weeks of Hey Arnold. And Andy, thank you for being our guide dog. Yeah, so. sure. I'm your seeing, I'm your <laughs> seeing eye. You're haying, you're haying well. Arnold dog. <laughs> you're haying Arnold dog. <laughs> That's really dumb. I... <laughs> Uh, I want to I want to say just another another quick thank you to uh, my 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 Hey Arnold dungeon friends who uh, who responded to me asking what episodes we should watch uh, to to the Reddit thread. Y'all were awesome. You helped me pick these. That was really fun. And I I don't know. I it, it really I walked away from this wanting to rewatch the whole show, which I've not done in years. It's important to me, but I don't know. I mean, I could say that over and over again. I don't really add anything. What did you guys think of the of the three weeks that we watched? I think I think what I what I if I think about my opinion of Hey Arnold before and after was um, I didn't realize just how emotionally mature the show could be. Like I mm. knew it was cool and I knew it had a lot of those sort of fun one off episodes, but I didn't realize just how much I could still glean from it today. How much yeah. I could sort of look at Arnold and look at some of these characters and, and these moments and be like, wow, this is fucking this is this is good. This is good for me watching today. <laughs> yeah, I I think I could easily pick another six, another eight, another ten episodes that have close to, if not for sure, the same like oomph as these Obviously, you know, like we talked about in the first week, not every one of these uh, Hey Arnold episodes has that amount of weight to it. There's a lot of more frivolous, fun episodes. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I like yeah. I like that it has all that in it. There, I, I had a it's still hard to overcome a Nickelodeon bias, I think, mm. um, of, mm. of I feel like when I think about Nickelodeon, I know obviously Avatar and Korra are the you know exceptions, too. But like, there's a ceiling to how good something can be when it has the orange splatter on it. <laughs> you know, I feel like, that. I feel that. And and I think that colors a lot of perceptions about a show, like like mm-hmm. Hey Arnold. And you're just like, yeah, but it's like it's got the big, it's got the the poo poo goo, the slime splatter. <laughs> it's got the poo poo goo. <laughs> you know, it's got the splatter all over it. Um, how good yeah. can it really get? Um, and that's just my own shit. I'm, I guess I need to work out, but, uh, you know, it, uh, yeah, that's it's between incredible. You, God, and Nickelodeon. Yeah. And stick, stick, stickly. <laughs> what? Well, I, I mentioned him already. I know. <laughs> God. <laughs> I worship the great stick. <laughs> hey, it's, uh, God here. Uh, make sure oh. you worship me every Sunday. <laughs> Oh, every summer, more like, when he showed up. <laughs> God, but just for the summer. Make sure to write to me at P.O. Box. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois. 60652. <laughs> Sorry, I only know one P.O. Box. Yeah. Is that even a P.O. Box? I think we need to get out of here. We're going yeah. back to some crazy content next week, I think. Uh, no more, no more talking about good stuff. We're going back to the shit. We're 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 diving back into the shit pile. So I, I look forward to that. And uh, thanks for habitat. being here. Thank you too for indulging me. And we're gonna see you next Tuesday. We will. Yeah.